CTO After the Whistle, the official podcast, the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every week, giving reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Patty, has has your blood pressure uh, slowed down to an acceptable level yet? Yes. In two yes. Days. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's slowed down to an exceptional except level especially because i just watched the tail end of the halifax game which they lost so it brought me back down to baseline we we drew york and still managed to stay in fourth place and still stayed in fourth place let's go soccer let's jesus go. thank you <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think it wasn't the result any of us wanted but i think yeah. it could have been a hell of a lot worse based on the first oh half my especially god. Oh my God! Yes, yeah. it's 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 a, it hits different when you get the relieving the the relief of the draw at the end, mm. and like you're you're kind of pissed because you're like, oh man, I wanted to win it, but especially when you go down twice and manage to scrape your way back up and you get the draw at the end, it almost feels like a win. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree, and it was cool. I mean, it was a home game, obviously Saturday night under the lights. Fiesta night, huge success uh, from all the photos and videos I saw. Uh, yeah, the rainbow was out with the sombrero, which is sweet. Pinata after the game was awesome. That was awesome. Um, yeah. One soccer broadcast panning to the Brian Wright sign. Uh, also great. <laughs> <laughs> also really great. <laughs> yeah. For those uh, for those that didn't see it, it was a giant sign um, that Bryce had done up that said, uh, "It is my personal belief that you suck." <laughs> and, and it was so good in the tub with the rainbow with the sombrero on it. Fantastic. Um, it is so my it excellent, personal excellent. belief that you suck. <laughs> yeah it was good man they busted 5,000 again for the second That's match great. in a row which is I think, amazing was it the, our second best attendance of the year uh, uh, I think so opener? yeah yeah home opener was like 7k um, yeah. and then this was 50 5300 or something yes or almost almost 53 or 54 yeah awesome which stuff. is which is amazing honestly yeah. to get to do two games in a row mid-season yeah. um you know it, it to me it shows we're on an upswing which is good for the team mm-hmm. um, but also that the the culture is growing a little bit um and the team is becoming a little more ingrained in ottawa's you know fabric so to speak um, yeah so that's absolutely really great to see and also i don't think we could write uh write off how good of a better scheduling job that is um yes. i know that forge also has been having an uptick in um attendance this season it's because they're getting the friday saturday night games like you, yeah. you know it's and i hope that the league's learning from this too people love going to the soccer on on a weekend nighttime you yeah, know 100%. like not everyone not everyone wants to go at 2 p.m even though i personally like it but you know yeah love my the favorite the, my favorite games are saturday at like 2 or 3 p.m yeah so you can go <laughs> and like get blasted beforehand go to the game and then just stay out all night with your with your buddies yeah for <laughs> sure that's my personal favorite but I think for most people, um, a, a night game um, really brings in the crowds. Um, I yeah. know it's it's tough for families and stuff because you know, some of them might have young kids or whatever. But you know what? You just bring your kid late. I've done it. You, you know, yeah. my daughter was like five and I was taking her to like night games with Sea of Montreal. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> but I mean, just do it. Just be a better parent. All right. No, be a better parent. <laughs> um, but casuals like the night games, too. Right. I mean, we're used to it here. Our, all our mm-hmm. hockey games are at night. Like, it's, it's well, and it it's, gives them something to do on like a Saturday night. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it's one thing to say I'm going to go out and have a few drinks with my friends at a pub, but yeah. it's another to be like hey we want to check out a, a you know a football match and then go to the bar and like it yeah. becomes something a little more exciting than watching you know baseball or something on a tv at a sports bar yeah no exactly there you yeah. go so yeah ha- real happy to see that uh that going up the attendance agreed it's agreed great. um it turned into i think one of probably one of the most evenly matched games all season which i hate because it's york <laughs> um and they're our bogey team i would yeah ha- you know what i'm not even gonna hazard they are our bogey team they our are record going into this was one win eight draws and four losses 
Yeah, it sucks. So, it sucks hard. So now we've got the nine draws. Um, you know, like we we never be, we've only beaten them the once. Like they knock us out of the can champ last season. Like it's just it's 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 every time with these guys. Yeah, the York the York the York nine draws as far yeah. as we the York nine draws. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I mean, with that being said, it was a bit of a wild one. Um, I think in one. general. It, you know, there were some, I'm going to call it tense moments. Um, first of all, let's ab- address the uh, the homophobic elephant in the room. Uh, yes, know. our very own Benedict Arnold, Brian Wright. <laughs> <laughs> he scored his first goal of the season on us. Yeah. So obviously that sucks. Um, yeah, but sure does. for the listeners out there, we can all take solace in the fact that his goals per minute of play is one goal every 1,042 minutes <laughs> or one goal every 11 and a half games. So. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, in short, you still suck, Brian, on and off the pitch. (laughs) So, like, before this game and before every time that we've played them this season, I've always been like, okay, worst case scenario is Brian Wright scores against us. And with every game, that gets a worser case scenario because his goalless streak had just continued and continued and gotten funnier, and it would have hurt even more if he broke that long streak against us. And after, I think, 18 games, he did. And then yep. went and celebrated in front of the dub, giving it the big one. Like you played us for, for two years here, like, yeah. and then you're gonna do that. You know what I mean? Celebrate in front of the dub, kiss the badges as he's walking away like Ugh. a clown. And then he yeah. had to go sit on the bench and watch the, and watch us uh, tie the game. Yeah, so, yeah. so good. I love that. So you know what? It's the only way that could have been better is if we had won. But I'll take the draw all day, I'll every day, it. if it means I'll that Brian it. Wright's goal ended up being worthless essentially there you go. There you go. um but yeah he still sucks as far as i'm concerned and everyone else out there should be as there well that's enough air time for brian. <laughs> so enough air time for <laughs> brian wright uh yeah so cargo ran obviously the 4141 again um mm-hmm. which is my favorite but yeah, it's alter at the top um this this week we saw uh zach verhoven on the left and carl howarth making his triumphant return Hell yeah. on the right mm-hmm. in the mids um, and then Noah Verhoeven and Hollywood in the middle, Zappa in the six, and then the traditional squad of Neba, Luke Singh, Diego, and we met in the back four. King eight between the uprights. So mm-hmm. when you look at it on paper, you're like, man, this looks good. <laughs> <laughs> However, when, uh, when, when Neba has one of his trademark stinkers after his best game of the season. Uh, yes. Yeah. The defense looked, uh, I'm going to say real sh- Real, real suspect, real, real shaky, and especially yeah. the first half. Yeah. Um, having to watch York score the same goal twice in a row yeah. in three minutes within yeah. three minutes of each other was mm-hmm. super frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, because both goals, again, both goals, I think, in my opinion, were just a bit of a rough reads and then just ball watching by the back four, which was not great. And was, I, uh, I want to, I want to fault Nate because you know, obviously, the first eyes go on the keeper when you mm-hmm. can see goals like that. But I don't think the defense did him any favors on either of those goals. No, absolutely not. And I, I and the defense did not do well on either of those goals at all. Um, I think it might have been an unfortunate formation choice as well. Um, you know, having only the two center backs with the two fullbacks, um, mm-hmm. they were obviously pulled apart very easily in both of those goals. They were yep. dragged out wide, and then the ball was sent into the middle, and then there was someone easily on the end of it. Um, yeah, which is tough because we've seen, position. yeah, and we've seen that before. I think that yeah. that has been the one way that a lot of teams have been able to break down the the stout defensive effort that ATO yeah. puts out every week mm-hmm. is to do that. And we say like, as long as they keep are able to keep stretching the, the defense, it completely screws with our our structure. And then yeah. that's when we start conceding these these janky kind of. Yep. I, I would call them tic-tac-toe goals, which we shouldn't be getting scored on because when our defense is compact and tight, those even those those crosses aren't going anywhere. 
because exactly. who you know we're able to clear them out of the box and we put up 20 plus clearances in a match and in this case we yeah you're right we got stretched out to the sides and then the crosses were just you know there's no one there to defend them at that point yeah exactly and, our, and our, our whole style sort of relies on us being focused and disciplined in the defense and being compact so when you're so easily pulled like drift pulled out wide like that it, it sort of goes against the whole philosophy and yep. is the reason we were exposed so yep but uh yeah i mean stats wise it's pretty wild actually we beat york on both passing on our half and their half which is weird yeah because we never do that <laughs> and i mean this this is why the york games are weird dude they always hit different they hit weirdly like 54 percent possession 83 percent pass accuracy that's not us that's not no. us <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah, you're you're right. We had more corners than them, which yeah. is also not us. Everything's backwards. <laughs> Everything's backwards. This is backwards land. But they led um, us with shots, which we know shots and shots on target and stuff. And recently, we've been leading all those as well. So true, true. We also gave up backwards. eleven interceptions, which was not great. Yeah, well, that sucks. <laughs> um, and also, like the thing that frustrated me, and I think really anyone watching was normally we're very good, especially our defense, at pushing their players outside to the wings. Or yeah. outside the box, and they're just mm-hmm. taking kind of pot shots from you know eighteen or twenty or twenty five yards out. Yeah, seven out of twelve of their shots were from inside the box. This game, yeah, that's not good. Sucks. It sucks because yeah. you know that's that's when we start seeing these types of goals is is when we start letting them take those shots versus pressuring them to the outside, pressuring them to the byline or the wings. Yeah, and I and I mean I think one of the things that they got really really right is um those really driving low crosses into the yes, box. Yes, agreed. Yeah, um, it wasn't these like yeah, high swinging kind of. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, that Nash told them, he's like, there's no point in crossing it high into the box of Diego Espeo's there. Like, you're not going to get on the end of it. So mm-hmm. might as well try it low. Unless you are Diego Espeo in the <laughs> other 18 year <laughs> We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but no, you're right. They, they clearly um, had a, a good game plan that mm-hmm. that worked against us very well in the first yeah. half, especially. Yes, agreed. Um, but that being said, I mean, thank God for Carl Howarth, who came out of the gate swinging both during and after the match. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone saw the clip yeah. of the pinata, it's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah, he managed to score, you know, a couple beautiful, go- well, you know, a goal before half and then a monster curler free kick uh, for a brace, which is great. That's exactly yeah. what we needed. Um, yeah, you know, what a stud. That and first plus goal, I, how, how studly was that first goal? First of all, oh, be making so the run good. in clinical, the clinical run dog, in, and clinical. then the the to, to nutmeg the last defender. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, then curl it over Nico, <laughs> and then curl over Nico with the with the weak foot. And Ugh. I've I've watched this replay about a billion times because and this whenever a goal goes in and then rolls up the back of the net. And then and you can catch it. it before it hits the ground <laughs> and then run back to the center circle. It's so goddamn satisfying. I know. I know. I know. And I, I, catch. Thank you. Let's yeah, go. We've, seen, we've seen Carl do it a couple times, We're so back. it was awesome to see that again. Um, I, I don't know. The last time he did it, I think, was that, that hilarious pregnancy photo where he put it under his jersey. <laughs> it's so funny. That was good. Uh, yeah. So, so you know what? Uh, thank God Carl just played. Yeah, just played his shorts off, man. Like, honestly, that was our, it, i'm gonna say it was his best game all season um probably one of his best since you know the last i'm gonna call it three four years um just just incredible incredible game um by carl probably i think so yeah. and i mean it was it's re, it was that injection of creativity in life that we absolutely needed um and like i love i love assy and i know before the game started we were like where is he? he's scratched he's not starting and, and he's not on the bench i don't think he would have brought what carl brought to this match no no, he could have brought the speed, but to me, 
like I said, Carl had the the, the clinical finish yeah. and just also the tenacity. We've seen it a couple times so far since he's been back mm-hmm. um, that that he's able to bring that physicality um, and and holding on to the ball. And I know we talked about Assey before, and that's kind of one of his weaknesses is being yeah. able to control the ball and, and keep it when he's challenged. Mm-hmm. And that's not something we really have to worry about with Carl. So. No. Not at all. I mean, remember that assist he got earlier? Uh, 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 the Antonoro goal? And yeah, how he, where like, he like, fought off like three defenders? <laughs> and, and then drove it to the byline and crossed Ridiculous. it. Like, uh, but that's what I mean. So Car- Carl, since he's been back, has been, you know, really just incredible. Yeah, I love it. I, I love him starting and then, you know, playing. I think it was the 75 minutes he had um, on uh, Saturday. Because yep. obviously, yep. you know, he's has a bit of a history with, with some knee problems. He's getting up there. but And so not having to play 90 is good. Um, yeah, but being able to put those and but but also getting subbed on late, he's also a very good tool um, because yep. I know that when that that you know that assist that we talked about him and Antonio had both just got subbed on. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so yeah, he's he, able he to produce. Both. He's able to produce these moments with limited minutes, which is very clutch. Like it's mm-hmm. pretty Mister Clutch. Yes. Yes. So we I love that. And agree. just seeing him curl a free kick in, uh, you know, just uh, brought me back to the brought me back to the Fury days. Um, you know, yeah. like in 2019 alone, he did that like seven times. So yes, it was just which it is, was nostalgia in the best way. Yeah, exactly. Nostalgia <laughs> and also nostalgia scoring on our most hated team. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it's double awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um so standouts. I mean, we can just continue talking about Carl. I don't know if yeah, there's Mr. any, any other stuff you want to talk Mr. about. Carl. Yeah. Um I mean seventy five like you said if we break him down, seventy five minutes of play, two goals on two shots. Yeah. Eighty nine percent pass accuracy, five out of five successful triples. <laughs> Amazing. That is, which is actually bad. Crazy. Shit. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah. 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 Four recoveries, seventy five percent on ground duels, and six passes into the final third. Love it. Like he had a 9.1 on FODMOB, which is insane. Like you Perfect. barely ever see people break nine and yeah. Carl had a nine plus game, which is Fantastic. insane. <laughs> um, you know, to me, this was a Carl Howarth masterpiece everywhere. We needed him to be, you know, kept the team focused. That's the kind of play we want to see out of a captain. I think he kept the team alive. Yeah. Um, you know, we picked up a point, I, I would argue, probably because of his leadership during that game to go out, not only score two goals, but then just encourage the team to keep going. Even when we went down again. Yeah, you know, no, I was, they could have given gonna, up at three, two. Right. Yeah. I was going to mention the captain thing, too. Like, I think that that was not just a great performance, but it was a great captain's performance. And you're absolutely right. Like everyone else was kind of deflated, especially after the first two. Um, and then he, he brought us kicking and screaming, dragged us back into the game <laughs> with two goals. Like, yeah, he's like absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a like freaking boom. I got to put this in. I got to bring us back into this. Like everybody like, get let's get back into this. And it, and it worked. Yeah, I think I honestly think you know he was he was probably the best player on the pitch for either team. Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, that's easy. Yep, yep. That's yeah. Easy. So um, I would probably also put Diego. I got to put Diego up here, and I know he's the goal scorer, but um, you know, in a match where our defensive structure was a bit lacking, I'm going to say mm-hmm. I think Diego still managed to have a good a good game, um, especially in the second half. You know, mm-hmm. did he get a couple of reads on plays wrong? A hundred percent, but he wasn't the only one. Um, yeah. And then he scored that that header goal off probably one of the prettiest crosses I've ever seen. Oh my in the CPL. goodness. Wasn't it with something so satisfying about the cross that goes in and almost just sort of uh, spinning backwards a little bit and then yeah. driving it in the other direction with the header. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all the that, giant. all that like force just gets yeah. completely reversed from a big yeah. 
tall, massive man running yes. right onto it about exactly. five feet away from the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, you didn't need to do that, bro. <laughs> He's like, yes, I did. Yeah, no. Just his face yeah. afterwards, too. Like, just, yeah. just getting up and, like, putting his hands like this and then his, like, eyes bulging out of his head. Like, I was scared, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was great. And then, like, he threw up the, like, hard hands to the dub a bunch of times, which was yeah. great. Um, so, yes, Diego's definitely on here for me. Um, on top of that goal, he had 83% pass accuracy, five passes in the final third, four for six on tackles, eight recoveries, six for eight on ground duels, and dispossessed zero times. Oh, yeah, you love to Pulled see Pulled a that. Zappa, baby. Pulled a Zappa this week. <laughs> yeah, <there you> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I definitely would put Diego on here. Um yeah, I agree of, because I think like uh, in in what was a bit of a shaky defense, I no, think just it. the yeah. best defender in the shaky defense that also scores a goal kind of is going to get on this by default. Yeah, you can't leave you can't leave him off. But yeah. again, you know, goal aside, I just think he had a pretty solid performance in general. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so speaking of Zappa, he's obviously on here again. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it was his best performance. Yeah, you know, um, but I think he put in another solid ninety minutes. Uh, 83% pass accuracy created at one chance four for six on tackles, eight recoveries of six for eight on ground duels. And again, never dispossessed all game. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you know, stats are stats. But for me, the real reason he's on here is because in my opinion, and probably everyone else's, the man absolutely nay the gar- other garbage person on York, Mo Babuli, for the entire 90 minutes of this <laughs> yes, fixture. <he> yes, I did. <laughs> I loved seeing how frustrated Babuli was getting all matched because he yeah. couldn't even like think about getting past Zappa yeah. without getting dispossessed or pu- pulled off the ball by El Toro. Like, incredible. there's a reason he's called El Toro, yeah. and the amount of times he pushed Babuli off the ball was so good. Yep. He, Babuli you know, was dispossessed three times. He only <laughs> won. Know, he so only good. won three out of eight ground duels. <laughs> He was dribbled was so past. Good. Like it was Yeah, it was, it was you know, he played eighty nine minutes and yeah. like he was essentially he went from like a top tier threat to like a pylon in the it center of the pitch. Yeah. Which, you know, again, to me that was all Zapater and and you know, people complained about him being center circle, center circle. Did you see his heat map for this uh, for this match? No, I didn't actually. Oh man. So um I'm trying to think who posted it. It might have been um either either Kevin or Patrick. Someone posted it. Yeah. Um but they were like, oh, it was on Twitter. They were like, oh, Zapater only stays in the center circle. And his heat map this time is like all over the pitch. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was so, it was so good. Um, but yeah, so so to me, I, I would put him on here just because he had Moba Bully in his pocket. And I think that we needed that this game. Yeah, because, absolutely. Him, him specifically, yeah, we needed exactly. him in someone's back pocket. Because I think that if he was to play the type of game that we've come to expect from Moba Bully, we probably would, wouldn't be walking away with any points from yeah. this match. Hard agree. Hard agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know how Zappa keeps doing this every week. Um, he's playing mm-hmm. nine, 90 minutes again. Um, but it's 90 minutes of like solid football. Like there's no point in the match where I'm like, oh man, they should sub him off. I'm like, nah, he's doing it's great. Weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he does it, but whatever it is, keep doing it, please. For the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and at, at halftime when Iliadis came on, um, it actually formed a pretty good uh, uh, midfield profile. Um, Verhoeven mm. didn't have the best game. So it was, it was kind of nice to see Iliadis come on and uh, show some more of his stuff. Yeah, and he half. like like he had a, he had a, he had a decent game. Uh, it wasn't great, I mean, but it was it, okay. It, it was okay. Um, yeah, I think that uh, you know, it's not it's not the best. It's not the worst. You know, we'll kind of take it take take what we can from it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, second appearance for the club. You know, you're also part of of a of a of a, a for a formation switch kind of at halftime in a game yep. where you ever you just sort of switched up the game plan. Uh, it's not going to be an easy situation to walk into, but. 
Yeah, because I think Cargo realized halfway through the game, um, he was like, "Ugh, something's got to, something's got to change." Gonna yeah. Change. <laughs> yeah um, and yeah, for those of you out there that don't read uh, the forward press, you definitely should because he made a bunch of comments about what he talked about with the guys in the locker room at halftime, which is yeah. super interesting. Yeah. Um, so check that out on on Capital City, uh, the web the website. Um, but yeah, CapitalCitySports.com. Yep. There you go. Um, so, yeah. I wonder how yeah. much of that is the truth, because you know, like, is I don't know. Do you want to tell the Do you want to tell the press? It's like, yeah, I gave him the hair dryer treatment, dog. I was fucking screaming at him. <laughs> what is it? What is it? In football Manager, you uh, you throw the throw the water bottle, dude. Throw I the water that. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we go into halftime, we're not winning. It's immediate water bottle throwing. <laughs> So yes, maybe Carlos is hitting hitting the hitting the X button to throw the water. Bottle. Yeah, who knows? But no, yeah, it, it uh, is it is refreshing to see. Like, listen, like obviously it's unfortunate to go to two nil down. Um, we are doing some things good. Here, are, here yeah. are the things that you need to continue doing. And um, yeah, Carl kind of gave us a little bit of glimmer of hope, and then yeah. right into the locker rooms. Um, so, so yeah. Um, you know, speaking of that, I'm gonna say that my spicy pick this week, um, mm-hmm. Ruben Del Campo. Why not? Which he hasn't he hasn't been on this list um at least for the you know standouts um, i don't know if he's been on either list has he i don't i don't know i don't think so um but you know what something had to change at half um and i think bringing ruben on was what it was the correct call yeah i honestly think he brought speed um and he was excellent at just stretching a tired york defense to their mm-hmm. breaking point yeah his and pr- that cr- his his work rate is insane Oh, it's insane. Like, and then, you know, again, in the forward press, you should read it, which you should. Um, Cargo <laughs> talked about it. He said, you know, he's one of the few players that puts in 100% effort every practice, every game. Um, and that's the kind of player that you want to see. And yeah, you know, I think we've, we, we've been kind of disappointed not to see any goals from him. Yeah. But to me, like that, that cross, he basically made a curling cross from the corner flag. Which is and, insane, and he was also like on the run, like he was running yeah. away. He was running out to the outside. He was running to the outside, makes the cross in, um, and it was pin. It was pinpoint perfect. Yeah, it was right pinpoint perfect. directly onto Diego's head, which yeah. is insane in a regular cross. And yeah, Diego's a tall dude, but like to do it from that deep by the byline, like basically he was running over the corner flag. Just yeah, incredible. <laughs> and um, while he doesn't have a goal yet for us, he now has an assist. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, and, and I, I think that that's what I liked about Ruben this game is like he didn't have a lot of time on the ball, but when he did, he was just generally smart about it. Yeah. Um, he had 80% pass accuracy, including the assist, drew a couple fouls. Like it wasn't like a, a, a messy like performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that his energy just reinvigorated the team in the second half. And that's the kind of stuff that we need is is if you're going to make a change, like make a change drastic enough that you're going to encourage the players that are playing the second 45 mm-hmm. to maybe press a little harder to make those passes a little straighter um absolutely and they, when we talk about the work rate it's like i don't know if we've ever had a striker with with that sort of uh absolute ruthless constant press you know what i no, mean no no i mean you know i think that we can all agree that atletico in general has struggled with with strikers yeah. um i would say our only striker who I would say put in that level of effort would probably be Malcolm Shaw year yeah. over year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because you know you can't exactly say that about guys like Brian Wright, who, yeah. in my opinion, was one of the laziest strikers I've ever watched. Well, um, as I was going to mention it earlier before, because his goal was him, so lazy like, today. Ah. The thing is, is that in this game, he like I've never seen him run and press so much. Like he clearly True. wanted it True. against Ottawa, and it's if and he this got is, it. And he got it. Credit, credit, you know, credit, this credit is the only game you're going to wake know? up for all season. Then go for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, go for it, I guess. Because guess what? You're probably not playing a lot more because they are super down in the under 21 minutes. <laughs> he sure. Are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, either, either way, I think that that Ruben deserves a spot up here um, because I I just liked the the just the change in mindset that he brought to the game in the second half. Yeah, no, it was an attitude thing, and uh, it definitely helped the overall po- the overall mood, the overall performance. Um, yeah, it really influenced everyone else to also continue to put in 110. percent Exactly, Ruben. Ruben, we like your spirit. We do. We like your spirit, Rubes. <laughs> we, we, we like it. We like it. <laughs> Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Aren't we supposed to shit talk players and they play better? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Let's start now. Uh, We want to talk about on the other side of this list. (laughs) Oh, boy. King Nate put a bit of a stinker up, didn't he? Um, Yeah, I mean, it it especially hurts because sometimes, you know, a keeper in general is not going to have the best game. I think that everyone's got a, a few kind of not the best performances in them. Um, but then when you combine it with our defensive effort on that end of the pitch, it was, ugh. Um, I yeah. want to say that like, it, it's, it's rough to put, to put a keeper on list like this, especially a keeper that did make three saves. Um, but he was like, he was kind he of did. held out to dry a lot of the time, but for what I, but what I can and will use as a criticism against a keeper is 25% accurate long balls. Yeah, it's fifty four percent accurate passes. I exactly. hate that, man. If I and had I, a nickel for every goal kick, every long kick that went right out of bounds, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to be making this Spotify money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, all the Spotify money that we <laughs> from all the sponsors we have. <laughs> yeah, no, it's extremely, extremely frustrating. Yeah, and I and again, you know, I'm not going to put him up on this list. Like to me, he's not on this list for the goals because I think that his defense hung him out to dry on those two goals, or even the the crossbar onto his back that went into the net for the own goal. Like I don't really, I'm not going to really get, like harp on the dude too much. Yeah. Um, for me, it's it's those two stats: 54% accurate passes and 25% accurate long balls. That's yeah. a mess. Four out of sixteen is an absolute mess. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, the yeah. the own goal. It's like I mean, I. I, you could argue that he dove he made too a, he, late. Yeah, or, yeah, or maybe should have got a hand on it, I guess. And the thing like, is, it's like, yeah, obviously, either getting a hand on it or not diving for it at all. Like, he, when yeah. you sort of, when you wait that second and then decide to dive for it, that ended up being your undoing. Because if you didn't dive for it, it just went, it would have went off the post and then rolled away. But and obviously, me, but that's you, easy to say in hindsight. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you, you got to make the call and then stick to it. Are you going to dive yeah. or are you going to, uh, are you confident that it's not going in? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and from his perspective, you know, that that very easily could have been a top corner goal. So I can't really give him too much shit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, those past stats are not good. Not good. Not good. Um, And then I would probably, you know, you talked about him a little earlier and you were mm-hmm. like, he's good. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I hate to do it for his you know, first real time in red and white stripes, but mm-hmm. I don't think Ilias Iliadis had a, you know, a particularly good half yeah. in general. Um, stats wise, I mean, he's 46 touches on the 45 with mm-hmm. 63% accurate passes, one for three on crosses. 
three for six on long balls and two for four on ground duels. Yeah, sixty-two percent accurate passes when you're like a center central mid is not. Yeah, it's not great. Um, and it, but it, I I think that he was dynamic and fluid on the pitch, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, I just think we he he honestly struggled to find his rhythm in the formation, and I'm hoping that's just growing pains because again, yeah. this team has had seventeen plus weeks to train and learn this together, mm-hmm. and he's had what two. Yeah. So maybe that will change over time, which will be good. Um, you know, we saw flashes of good. Um, but you know, the passing to me is oh, that's that's early season ATL. We're over that now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're over that. <laughs> he's also kind of been all. Uh, he's also been put all over the place this year. Obviously, with Montreal, he was playing at left back. Uh, his first appearance for us, he was subbing on in the sixth position, and now he's subbing on as like an eight or like a second yeah. six. Like it's kind of you know. Yep. It's tough to get into a rhythm when you're not, uh, first of all, starting or, or you're not playing you know, the same game week out. Yeah, and it's a completely different team. Out. So you played a yeah. bunch of crazy positions for Montreal. Then you went yeah. down to Ligue 1 and played some different positions. And then now you're coming up to play different positions with a whole new team in a whole new league. Like, yeah. I get it. You know, I guess I would put him on here with an asterisk <laughs> in the past. Um, but yeah, it's uh, not, not great stats. Um, but I'm hoping he improves yep. because there, we saw some good stuff out there as well. Yeah. For uh, sure. Can definitely yep. see improvements happening. Um, yeah, I guess that's really, we don't really want to put anyone else on this list. I don't think, I don't think anyone had like an absolute shocker. No, no, I don't um, think so either. Except for Nico Giantsopoulos who played terribly. Except for Nico <laughs> I saw some comments on, on Reddit that were like, you know what? I'm not sure if Nico Giantsopoulos is like the level for a CPL keeper anymore. And honestly, <gasps> and honestly, I think that might be the case. Ah, uh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's not just us <laughs> talking shit about him now. It's it's elsewhere in the league too. Exactly. <laughs> so areas of improvement. Can I say playing against York? Is that is that, is that <laughs> I am so sick of it, dude. Uh, me too. And it's funny because I looked at the I looked at the stats beforehand. And I was like, okay, you know, we're like one eight and four against them. I was like, uh, draw. You know, that's that's the probable outcome. But you yeah. know, I was like, you know what? We're on a bit of a bit of a hot streak, especially at home. You know, we're on five five wins at home. Let's 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 make it work. And then and then as I started watching the game, I was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> oh, like, and no. Then no again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we we kind of again, we kind of fell fell victim to the Achilles heel of our style of play, which is just when the defense is un- underperforming. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just too many men getting peeled away from that structure to yeah. chase down one attacker. Mm-hmm. The sheer amount of times I saw two or three red shirts chasing down one guy and just completely blowing the coverage of a, a very structured defense mm-hmm. so that guys like Brian Wright, who is a notorious poacher, even when he played for us, can then do what he does best, yep. which is poach goals. Yep. Like it's, oh my God. And he could have had a second exactly. one too if it wasn't for the yep. crossbar. <laughs> yep. So that's what I mean. So like again, that's that's the that's the Achilles heel of our, our strategy is when the defense plays well, the strategy is unbreakable. Yeah. But as soon as you start stretching the defense and pulling players off, and even just like defensive midfielders or 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 wingers that were you know filling a defensive role, mm-hmm. that's when we start to see the 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 ability of us to hold down the defensive end of the pitch fall apart. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they definitely watched the game tape of Pacific's 4-1 against us um, earlier mm-hmm. in the season because they did the exact same thing. Exactly. And we talked about there stretching. They stretched our defense out to the, the corners and to the sidelines and then took advantage of all of that miles of space on the yeah. pitch. In and then they and they both scored really quick goals early on in the game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. So, you know, I wish I wish we had played just a little bit more of a compact, tight defensive structure that we're used to, mm-hmm. um, because I think that it's fine. Like, again, it, it, our, our, our strategy for ATO, our strategy is to generally invite the pressure and just let them constantly kind of go for those crosses or go for those go- shots outside the box mm-hmm. because everything inside that 18 yard box and in the center of the pitch is covered. But as soon as you start to peel people away from that, now we're creating the space that these teams need to work. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was that was probably our biggest area for improvement. Yeah. No, I can see that. I, I'd like to say that we'll learn from this and then we not won't. make the same mistakes next time. But <laughs> we, next time we, we play won't. York, you and I both be, know they won't. <laughs> it's going to be another batshit draw, like it always is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But hopefully, you know, we take something away from this uh, when we go play uh, at Pacific. Yeah. Uh, next weekend. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's uh, moment of the match, a... Johnny. What do you got? What do you got for your moment of the match? Um, I mean, it's got to be, it's, 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 it's got to be coming back to the tie with Ryan on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's not about. It's not about like for me. I literally wrote here. I was like a hundred thousand percent. It was Ruben Del Campos picture perfect curling cross, yeah. and Johnny's like, it was when we tied it, and Brian was sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so bitter, but I don't care. I know. I, I, care. I, 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 but you know what? Like we, we pulled it out and I, I love that. It just could, probably took the wind out of his sails. Like he was probably flying high. I was like, we're going to pick up three points at TD and I scored my first goal. Oh, Everything's great. Absolutely. And then Diego is just like, absolutely not. And yeah. just nope. like, <laughs> fired a rocket into the back of the net. Is like, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was good. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, when Brian scored, I was ready to smash my TV. I was like, I'm, I'm just done with this team. <laughs> yeah, no, I was so, like, I, t- I, t- I texted Thomas. I said, dude, this is the worst thing that could have happened. <laughs> this is the worst thing that could have happened. And so actually, no, for me, my moment of the match was when it ended. <laughs> because <laughs> That's fair. That's because then fair, my heart honestly. rate could go back to normal and I could, you know, continue having a, a decently mood, decent mood for the rest of my evening because yeah, that I, was not happening. I, I, ru- I ruined my morning with this game, Johnny, because I got up at 5 a.m. to watch this game you know, before I had to sign into my work account. So I was like, I'm going to get up early. I'm not going to look at my chat. I'm just going to watch the game. And like from 5 a.m. to like 7, I was like, this is the worst way to start a day. (laughs) (laughs) The worst way to start a start start the Sunday morning. The Sunday morning. morning. Yeah. Yeah, It was was so bad. Yeah. And Uh, and I mean, just it was also just nerve wracking. I mean, they had six big chances. Six. Yes. Oh, we easily could have conceded (laughs) way more than we did. So, um, Yes, yeah, I agree. Mine was mine was Del Campo's cross, yeah. which was just incredible. Yeah. Um, I would say very close second to me was Carl and the pinata, <laughs> and I know that's after the game, but seeing the videos, I was like, oh my god! Like yeah. whoever decided to put a York Nine pinata and like hang it from the from the like fishing pole with the it was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. It's um, so funny. Any CCSGers listening to this, um, if you know who made the pinata, which you probably do, uh, let us know and we'll give the shout out on the next episode because that yes. was brilliant. The the Y Nine pinata and someone also said in the chat they were like, okay, so you, we got to sign up Carl for the friggin' Ottawa Titans because uh, dear God, oh. it took him two hits to crack that thing, and that second hit was was ridiculous some yes. Barry Bond stuff <laughs> yeah for, for sure for sure <laughs> no, we yeah it. it was good yeah it was good so so to me that was really awesome um and I know some people were like we didn't even win we shouldn't be hitting the pinata I'm like you know what we we pulled out the 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 draw at 81 minutes yeah we had 5,000 fans you know what to me and, and it's York yeah you know and that's our York. draw team anyway 
Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, Salvaging I, the draw I, late in, in yes. that fashion. I'm on board. And then, I'm on board yeah, with it. I'm on board too, with dude. it. Totally. Especially when, especially when it was Carl that scored a brace. Like, yeah. he deserved he deserved yeah. to hit that pinata. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, having said that, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. We got another big one this week. We of course. do. It's a big, big, heavy sack of a mailbag this week. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, welcome to the mailbag segment of the podcast. Um, this is the section of the podcast where we pass the mic to you and you can say whatever you want into it and you write whatever you want into it. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll read it. We'll talk about it. We'll give you our answers. You can ignore them or listen to them and write them down. I don't know what you guys do while you listen to the podcast, <laughs> but it's great. Um, because it's the best part of being a member of the Capital City Supporters Group is that you get a whole section of the podcast that's just for you. Absolutely. And one of exactly. those uh, one of those you just mentioned is our first one. So I will read this to you. Really? This was an immediate post match. Um when Ooh, will, I love these ones. Yeah. When will we have a healthy left back? Please can it be soon? How about right now or maybe next week? Why are you not giving us a healthy left back? What did we do to deserve this? Three crying emojis. <laughs> uh, I like that this is the first question because yeah. it's obviously the hottest and probably most intoxicated question in the mailbag. Yeah, I think it was about 30 uh, seconds after the full time whistle. Um, I, God, I wish we had a healthy left back uh, yeah. that could could perform for us i might, I might as well throw it into the because the second question is is the more measured take on that same idea yes. is how bad was the left side exposed in this game and who do you want to see recover most out of our three left back options that are currently injured uh, yes exactly that um yeah <laughs> i like those are all the, out man sacco tiso and acosta um i'm gonna say i would like to see i'm saying man, i want to What's that? No, sorry. You go. You go. I asked you. you I, go first. I want. I want. Okay. So, so I want to see Max Tiso come back. Yeah. Just because it's been so long. And, yes. But I think the the this the smart money approach would be Miguel Acosta. Yes. And that's um, and that's also because you know he's also just more versatile. Yes. Yeah. So so he gives us a, a few more tools in the toolbox, but also. You know, I I miss his like crazy eyes. Honestly, <laughs> I miss it. I his, miss it so much. His uh, crazy eyes, his like weird inverted wing back style of playing. Yeah, that position. I, I like, miss I it just, all. I, I miss it all. It. I need it. I need it. Yeah. And also his <laughs> so, tackling. Like if we had his sort of positional discipline and his tackling on Saturday, I don't know if we give up those first two goals. I think, <clears> and I think that that's the biggest um, nebulous question mark for this team is like we've always discussed that our left side of the pitch is probably our weakest yeah and now we've got arguably two of our best uh left backs injured plus Sacco. Mm-hmm. um so yeah we're playing you know neba verhoven out on the left and it's it's not ideal um it's it's workable but that's been the story of this team is sometimes you know we deal with the fact that it's we don't have what we want and we work with what we have for injuries yeah unfortunately this season we've had some some injuries that i don't think any of us were we're planning, especially Miguel Acosta. I mean, that guy put in. I don't. I don't think he was injured all season last season. Oh, um, he's, yeah, he's a bit of an Iron Man, and it it sucks, and especially because it was a non-contact <clears throat> injury. So there's that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough to play the way we play without a strong single single player out there that we can you know maybe sub off if they're tired. Um, and to me, that's Miguel Acosta. Yeah, and it's like all of our 
you know, obviously three left backs out. We've got Neba playing in there. And when, when Neba's not switched on and you've got <clears throat> in front of him, Noah Verhoeven, who's, you know, putting up one out of two ground duels, one, no tackles. So that's not really going to yeah. help on the def- defensive side. And you've got Zach Verhoeven that, you know, is a, is a, is a wanderer. <laughs> He's that yep. inverted winger that's just running around causing chaos. He's not going to be helping in the defense. So yep. it's, it's just, it's up to Neba on the left side. And when he's having a bit of an off day, then things start to fall apart a little bit. Yeah. Especially when you got a guy like Clay Mambahia, you know, bombing down the right side of the pitch yeah. against a Verhoeven who might be wandering and a Neba not putting up his best game. Yeah. You know, it's da- that's danger zone as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I don't think that Neba had his worst game either. It wasn't no. his best, but it wasn't his worst, it was but just it was kind of like meh. It, but yeah. it wasn't what we need. It wasn't as much as we needed, clearly. Yeah, yeah, especially when the other three out of four of the other defenders also kind of just had mech games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, um, I'm going to ask this to you because I don't want to talk about this dude. I'll let you talk about him. If, oh, man. <laughs> if Wright had played with that kind of intensity when he wore our stripes, do you think he would have played here longer or that we might have cared when he left? Also, fuck that guy. That was the question. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say that was written in the question. <laughs> First of all, it's right here. I'll post it. I, 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 I see it. Johnny's got the receipts. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. It does say that. Uh, first of all, to the end of that question, 100% agree. Um, I've made no, no, I haven't minced my words about how I feel about Brian Wright, even when he played for us. I don't think he's that good of a mm. player. Like, I think that he's, he's, he's good at one thing, and that's being a poacher. Yeah. And when he played for us, he was lazy. Mm it's tough because we watched this game and I think Brian Wright probably had one of the best games of his career. Yeah. He was actually moving around the pitch and he yeah. got a goal and his goal was a traditional Brian Wright goal, which is to tap in, you know, near or near or dear to the line. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe if he had played that way when he played for us, maybe he might've stuck around longer. Um, and maybe we would have cared that he left. Mm-hmm. But since then, he's kind of revealed his true stripes. Hey. Insert ba-bumch. Uh, but, yeah, to, to me, I'm kind of glad we got rid of him. I didn't like him last season, and then when we got rid of him this season. I, I, And then we saw kind of what went down around the Pride jerseys. I was like, oh, thank God we got rid of that guy. I was proven right, which was great. And the thing um, is, is like, obviously, he celebrated in front of the dub like that. And, you know, kissing the badge and shit. Like, obviously he did that probably because he saw or read things being said about him. Good. How, Good. I'm glad. And this, I'm and this glad. Is that the guy deserves, too, he deserves booze and middle fingers. That's what he, I think well, that's what I said at the game. Here's <laughs> after, the thing. Like, it's like, how it. much in the wrong are you that you're giving it to the big one because you were being talked shit about for being a homophobe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. So, that's you why know you were being talked shit about. It's not like, yeah, oh, yeah. they're all against me. It's me against the world. I got to show them. I got to show him because yeah. I'm a homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, Brian. You got us. Like, uh, good one, man. Unreal. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully there's no more questions about that guy because he <laughs> sucks and I don't like him at all. That's enough. Um, all right. I'm going to hit you with this one. Nate's yep. own goal. Should he have? Oh, we talked about this. Should he have gotten a hand on it? Was that him on him or was it a freak accident? Yeah, we kind of did go over it. Um, I, I wish he just he would have made the decision quicker whether he was going to go or not. Because if he went quicker, he probably would have gotten a hand to it. And if he didn't go at all, it wouldn't have went off his back. You know, I said it. It's hindsight's twenty twenty. Da da da. Um, I don't think it was necessarily. I don't. Know, I think it was avoidable, but it was unfortunate. 
It was a rocket. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, if, if they didn't have scored that, they 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 would have scored any of their other three big chances they missed. Yeah, so at, some, at some point. <laughs> yeah. and which, which he saved. So, yeah, I'm not going to be too hard on him on that one. Yep. Um, on a yep. scale of one to Wally in the dub, how happy are you guys to not drop points to York? We did drop points. We dropped two points to York, but to not uh, to not have no points to York. <laughs> uh, listen, man, I think I think all of us breathed a gigantic sigh of relief when Diego yes. Speo put that goal in. Yes, I was like, ah. we're never gonna live this down. Like, <laughs> no, I can't take I can't take losing to York on a good day, and then to lose to York and also have Brian Wright score the opening goal. Yeah. Would have just been the worst. No, it would have killed me. Um, so yes, I am happy that we didn't. I, you know, I'm not happy that we dropped some points, but I'm yeah. really happy that we picked up some points or yeah. a point at least. Yeah. Um, keeps us in the running, keeps us high up on the table, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 good stuff. It's good keeps stuff. us in fourth. Keeps us in fourth. Um, and obviously York are still in the playoff spot. I believe yet yeah, they're in fifth with a minus six GD. Six GD. Yeah. You want to bet? You want to bet Halifax isn't going to jump them immediately this next week? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If yeah. we're not going to win the league, which I mean, it doesn't look super likely. Oh no, um, no, Johnny, they are they are going to jump them. Halifax is playing Vancouver next week. Oh, okay, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> and York is playing Forge. So okay, okay, it's yeah. going to happen. That's fine. Hey, if we're not going to win the league, and you know, it's it looks like a difficult task at the moment, then York finishing outside the playoffs would be you know the next best thing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be 100% down with that. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Yeah, you asked me this one because I have a good opinion on this one. Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, Bassett has taken most set pieces. Given Carl's performance and Ruben's cross, should we reconsider that? Yes. Um, and only not... Oh, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, is that, um, yeah, Ollie has scored at Olympico. Um, he's scored a free kick. Um, he's hot and cold with set pieces. We've always known this. And Carl is not. We saw that free kick mm. goal that he just scored. I already mentioned earlier in 2019 alone, I saw him do that like seven times. He is an absolute wizard. Um, yep. He should be taking those direct free kicks from those positions. 100%. He should be taking them okay. all. Okay. But counter argument, we've also seen Ollie bury several direct free kicks in the past season and a half mm-hmm. as well. Have we seen so- him score more than one? Uh, I think two. He scored one at Forge for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. Um, and then I think there was one more. Okay, as well. But either way, point taken. I think I think I agree with you. I think yeah. that maybe a switch up is necessary. Yeah. Um, and I and again, I don't I don't think that it has anything to do with all these performance in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that the set piece taker can change over time depending on who's hot and who's cold because ultimately especially a lot of the the set pieces you get at the top of the 18 or whatever are very dependent on who may be having a good game or who may be the right player for that moment vice the player who's been quote unquote playing the best over the course of the season right yeah yeah no that's true that's true if anything it's nice to have the options right yeah basically um, yeah. I think there could almost be a case for for friggin' Zapater to take free kicks. I've seen him score a free Ooh. kick. I've seen him t- score a free kick against Messi's Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. There is a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of footage of him scoring a free kick. So that's that's yeah. a good point. Maybe that's something we try against Vancouver to start. Maybe he did. He did take one from uh, really far out near the end of the game, and the, the the trajectory on the ball too. It was around like knee or like or like thigh height. 
And yeah. it was such a perfect trajectory from that far out because I was like, okay, yeah. obviously it's easy to say if the, if the wall wasn't there, it would have went in, but it's hard to hit it with that much power and that low from that far out to the point where it's actually headed right for the net. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's a very difficult one to hit. And, and he just, he hit it like the pro that he is. Because he is a pro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then I'm going to double barrel you because this one's kind of related. Okay. Uh, Hollywood's been quiet lately. Why do you think that is? Um, he's started to play quiet ever since he started tucking his shirt in. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I wish I hadn't taken a sip of beer before you said that. <laughs> oh, man, that, that photo of him, it's like, we got a shirt tucker. We got a shirt tucker. <laughs> I know they say that correlation does not equal causation, but maybe sometimes it does. <laughs> um, oh my god! I, I don't know. That. I mean, you know, it's it's you. They say that everything eventually, um, you know, regresses down to the mean. Um, he was mm. due a couple quiet games, and I mean, they're not stinkers in the way that we call some performance stinkers. They're just quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah, don't I know if fair. it's. I mean, I, I, I could, I could, just, I could come up with some rumors or some ideas about why, but I mean, sometimes you're just in a slump, right? So I'm not gonna. <laughs> but, but again, it's, it's funny because an Ollie Bassett slump is still better than a lot of the controlling midfields in this league. Yeah, which is funny because, like, when he's not doing great, you really notice it, and then you're like, oh man, like Ollie's terrible today. But I mean, he's not terrible. It's just not up to the standards. Yeah, that we're like exp- expecting from him. That's true. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey guys, long time listener, first time questioner. I love it. I feel like I'm on the radio. <laughs> with <laughs> with all the injuries we are currently sitting with, who do you think is the most important to come back and why? Also, thanks for doing this every week. I love listening on my way to work on Tuesday mornings. Ah, that's why we do Love this. it. That's why we love do it. it. Yeah, honestly, that's the real reason we do this. Yeah. Uh, it's the real reason I'm up at, you know, one in the morning right now. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I I mean, the, to me, the easy answer is Miguel Acosta. I think we need him back yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do want to see Maxime Tiso come back. Um, we saw a lot of magic from him late season, last season. Mm-hmm. We saw a bit of that early season before the injury. I would love to see him back in our lineup because mm-hmm. um, again i could take the easy route and just say miguel acosta because i think that everyone sees that he's the one we need back yeah um but i would love to see maxim tiso come back into the lineup and put out the types of games that we saw very late last season slash playoffs and then you know early this season i think that he was just performing where we wanted him to and the consistency was there because that was something that was a bit lacking in, in you know last season and it didn't really translate to this season, which was awesome. We were all, I think, very excited to see him have the output we wanted him to have. And then for him to get injured and go down and not to be able to play really sucked. Um, so for me, it's for me, it's it's Tiso. I would like to see Tiso back in the lineup. Yeah, no, that'd be nice. Um, for my my answer would be the obvious one. It's it's Acosta, if only because yeah. like, I mean, we've been we've been running four natural center backs at our on our back four line for two games in a row now, at least. So. It would be nice True. to have a natural right back over at right back and switch Wimet into the middle, and then we can maybe have bring our three at the back back. Yeah. Um, or just have more options at actual center back because we've been running a pairing of Espeo and Singh like for weeks now. So yeah. being able to sort of switch that out would be nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So again, I think that those are the big two is Acosta and Tiso. Yeah. 
Um, either one of them back would be a boon to the team, which would be awesome. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and and thanks to whoever on on Twitter sent me this question. Hell yeah. Random username that was not at all their real name for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah okay um yeah so I'll I'll read this one out. We yeah. struggled to get uh, anything going early in the game. Is this indicative of offensive challenges? Good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought that like I thought we were doing the thing. You know what I mean? Like we we were having some nice passing combinations, like we were sort of getting into some dangerous areas. It was just that classic story sometimes where we're passing it around and we get in good spots, but we never get in the great spots at the end that, that leads to a big chance or that leads to a shooting opportunity or yeah, it's that little final bit that you're missing sometimes. Right. Yep. And I mean, is this uh, because of offensive challenges or was this just Salter and Verhoeven and to a lesser extent Bassett just having, you know, not great games at all. You yeah, know, it was, be. it was Howarth and Verhoeven were really the only two potent attacking options in that first half. And so yeah. if they're, they're going to have to work off of their eights and off of their striker. And if the eights and the strikers aren't firing, then there's only so much you can do. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I say that's there's only really so much point. you can do, but so much that Carl could do was two goals. So, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently some people out there can do more than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think it was just a couple of players having bad games at the same time at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, this is the yeah. Would you, you like? Did you see anything else other than that? Or I mean, yeah, I, I think that that it's tough when we have our our midfields, aka you know, it, to me the 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 center feeding midfields, we'll call it, with Ollie Bassett and Noah Verhoeven starting and having you know a bit of a dial tone match. How are we supposed to generate anything off of that when we're playing a one tip striker? Yeah. You know, and Sam Salter has been putting up some some really great games this season, and mm-hmm. I have to give him credit. But at the same time, if you're not giving him the the type of play that he needs, he's not going to be able to produce. Yeah, um, we saw it, we saw it last season um, where we essentially relied on Balu Tabla and and uh, Ollie Bassett to score all of our goals from the midfield, basically, yeah. because there wasn't a lot of forward striking power except maybe Malcolm Shaw when he was out uh, or Brian Wright if he was out, and we managed to get crosses mm-hmm. into the 18. But yeah, I think that that it's 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 difficult when they have those kind of like mediocre games to generate any kind of offense that isn't set pieces or or corner kicks or you know essentially corner kicks with Ruben's cross. Yeah, um, yeah. We were also playing a really unfamiliar game, weren't we? We said it earlier in this episode. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah, we were. Hundred percent. We, we, we had, we had more way more possession than we were we used to. Way more, yeah. pa- like more passes in our half and their half. I don't know if we've ever done that before. Um, we've never looked, been we, in that. I, I looked. I looked. We haven't. We've never done a. Did, yeah. Never done both. Well, there you go. So I mean, it was one of those games where now it's on us to pass around and look for ways to break through their defense, and it's not a style that we're used to. So no, I don't think that that can uh, be understated. Yeah, agreed. Um, this is the second time we have failed to get a result against a heavily rotated York side. What about that rotation hurts so much? <laughs> um, was that heavily rotated? I guess I don't really know enough about their squad other than they have like a hundred million players and they sign a different one every week. So, and they release a different one every week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess that's to me, maybe that's, that's it. Right. Like it's funny because, um, there's a quote about like, you know, I think it's like a World War II quote about the United States Army, and it's 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 basically like it's hard to fight against the Americans because you know they have a doctrine, but they don't follow it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and I honestly think that that York is kind of that team. Like they have players and they have a strategy that you sometimes see out on the pitch but you're right they have like a gajillion players and it's hard to play against a team that has that mm-hmm. it's like playing a poker against someone that doesn't that really has no clue how to play yeah. poker yeah no, I was <laughs> and they're the, the most thing. dangerous player because yeah. they don't really know what they're doing <laughs> um and, and 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 they've been using it to their advantage i think all season is is i think they've been punching above their weight just by playing kind of a fluid chaotic game that they take advantage of more structured teams. And mm-hmm. because Atletico, I'm going to say, is probably one of the more structured teams in the league, it's a particularly effective against us. Yeah. Because we're so structured and they're so unstructured that it's like, you know, they're, they're counter to our counter attacking type of play. Um, yeah, no. And I mean, the, so. data, the data backs you up. Like we said, minus six GD, it's like the third worst in the league, but they're still in the playoff mm-hmm. spot. So like it's, it's, yep. it's hot and cold. Yes. So York is a team to me that's like, you know, using chaos as their their main ally when they're picking up points on the road or, or at home. Yeah. Um, so to me, that's that's why it's, it's just it's tough to play as York because I don't need like I watch them even in games where they're not playing us. Like I'll, I'll flick on one soccer when they're playing someone else. And I'm like, I don't even know what formation they're running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're like last week they ran a, like a, you know, five, four, two. And now they're running a four, two, three, one. And next week they might run a four, four, two. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and it's, and, and then the worst part is, it's all different players every time too. Yeah. I, I, I can name maybe four or five players that I consistently see play for York. And the rest are just all transient names. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't who know is who that? that is. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of rotation, they're going to be one less option at striker for the next month. Jose yeah. <laughs> Di Rosario has been suspended for a month. For a month. <laughs> for marijuana use. Yeah. Um, so yeah. This, this is a thing that we can laugh at, but I also want to get a bit serious it's and so say that dumb. in the, the year it's of so our dumb. Lord 2023 that we're still punishing people for using marijuana is But also, like, how unreal. is... My my issue with this is like, how is being baked gonna improve your performance <laughs> on the pitch? Like that's so. That this is, is like, so I mean, dumb. obviously, <laughs> obviously, marijuana has a stigma, which um, you know is evidenced in the decades of it being illegal. You know, anti-marijuana laws are also inherently racist. Let's not forget about this yeah, side of that's the fair. Coin. That's completely fair. So this the the like obviously, I love that he's gonna be gone for a month because I want to see yeah. York lose every game. But I also think exactly. it's extremely unfair to be doing this to a young athlete who you know. I also don't think it was an accident, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's <laughs> like I accidentally they, ate an unmarked well, dessert. The, I'm like, they, like, no, you did not. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they made him chalk it up to an accident because of the stigma is also both hilarious and sad. Right? Yeah, like it is because because again, like he should have just been able to come out and say like, "Hey, listen, you know, yeah, I took a tuck of a joint or whatever, and like it's legal in Canada. You know, I made a mistake, and then we should have all just been able to move on." But instead, he was almost you know cornered into being like, "Oh, I accidentally ate a brownie, <laughs> an unmarked at a, dessert at a but, dinner but, gathering." It's the wording, but, dude. Like, <laughs> but 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 that's the worst. The worst part about that is like. Who would do that at a dinner gathering? Who would be like, hey, I'm going to make a dessert and not tell people it's got pot in it like, and watch everyone freak out. Yeah, what, what, is this a, yeah, what is this like a 90s teen movie? Like, Well, that's just it. Yeah, actually, it's funny. We had a big scandal uh, in the military two years ago mm-hmm. uh, or two years ago, a year and a half ago, um, where where uh, that's literally happened was a, a, a person as part of an artillery regiment 
put a bunch of THC marijuana into brownies and fed them to troops while they were shooting artillery pieces. Oh my goodness. And so, so, so it happens, I guess. You know what, Jose? It happens in the military. You know, it, it happens to happen the to best of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you weren't shooting like 155 millimeter artillery pieces. No, while exactly. So, but yes, I agree. It's it's really dumb, honestly. Yeah. The, the and I get that it's like the world anti doping agency or whatever that puts the rules down. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, to me, I'm like, first of all, THC is not performance enhancing yeah. unless you're the performance you're looking at doing is like listening to music. Mm-hmm. Then it definitely is performance enhancing. <laughs> that is enhanced. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, yeah, you're right. It's 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 just like it's so dumb and it's legal here and like ugh, it's such a stupid stupid rule. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny to joke about. It's funny to be like, haha. York sucks and like we're glad that they don't have derail for like the rest of the most of the next four games yeah uh, out of five yeah but at the same time the the entire rule is dumb yeah. um, I think everyone recognizes it's stupid know that know that we're on your side on this one basically is yeah. what we're saying yeah we're not on your side for anything else but we're on your side <laughs> for this oh god oh, I'm so worked up now just talking about uh, that Jesus yeah. agreed. Anyways, agreed let's move on to the next one I'm gonna let you read this one because this is hilarious oh uh, yeah <laughs> okay all right okay Johnny in 2016 Toronto spent 31 million dollars on organic waste bins which were described by politicians as quote raccoon proof okay fully introduced in early 2018 raccoons figured out how to break into them by June <laughs> if not earlier what can cargo learn from the raccoons so that we can finally break into the waste bins that are York and Forge? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what a beautifully worded question. I love these. Dude, these are my favorite. <laughs> Let's take these at the end too. What can cargo learn from the raccoons so that we can <laughs> Um, but this is like behind the funny is a real issue, which is that York and Forge are the two teams that we've literally only beaten once and we can't just seem to get one over on them. And it's very frustrating mm-hmm. because there are Ontario rivals. There are rivals. That's true. There are rivals. <laughs> there are rivals. Yeah. At least York's only beaten us four times. I'm pretty sure York Forge has beaten us a million, but there we go. A lot. Yeah. Anyways, good mailbag. Thank you again. That like every great. week. It's fantastic. Always yep, fun to laugh, them, fun to commiserate. Them in. Yes. Next match, yep. Sunday, August thirteenth, Pacific FC away. What are you feeling on this, Patty? Tough. That's a real tough one. Um, especially watching the, the the Pacific Halifax game. I think the Pacific is, you know, they they they're rolling into this week coming off of I'm going to call it a bit of a slide. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they kind of redeemed themselves playing at Wanderers Grounds in Halifax. Um, they played a pretty good game, didn't concede too much. They moved the ball decently well. They did a ton of time wasting at the end of the game, which was, I think, who was it? You that's who were like, no, it was Eddie. He was like, this this match is awful because yeah. it's just <laughs> so boring to watch the teams just use their maximum amount of shithousery no. uh, for the last you know ten minutes of the game, including injury time. So. I know if, um, any, a, if any Halifax fans are listening to this, which now we know that sometimes happens. Um, they do. They, obviously, they did have, you know, two pretty clear penalties not given to them. So the fourth counter, counter to that, Philly, Philly, 
But also counter to that, Fillion's challenge was 100% a penalty. Oh, that's well. true. Yeah. So there, yeah, obviously <laughs> there should have been a penalty the other way. So too. it cut both ways. Yeah. I think that just more so goes to show how shitty the officiating is in this oh, league. For sure. And it's right? funny because last year we talked about it a lot, and now we haven't. And this year it's funny to see other teams be like, "Oh my man, god, the I refs, know. the refs of this league suck." And we're yeah. like, "Yeah, we know." Yeah. <laughs> we Remember talked about it used for an entire season, all season yeah. last season for bitching <laughs> about this every week. <laughs> like we yeah, said, so, uh, regresses to the mean. We're, yes. we're, we're, uh, we're benefiting that. Well, other than when we have, you know, blatantly not offside goals get called off oh, offside, but I digress. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's not, let's not sink to their level, Johnny. But uh, anyways, um, I only brought that up yes, because I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm yeah. worried. I'm going to call it. I'm worried. Um, I don't know, you know, our record with them is five wins, four draws and three wins or sorry, five losses, four draws and three wins. Yeah. Um, you know, the last couple of times we played them, not so, not so great. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know. I'm concerned. It, they were in an absolute slide. I think at one point they had only one or two I points know, in their last sucks. Time. And now they sucks they've won, Now they won their last two games. So yeah, both on the road too. So you know, coming back as freaking heroes um, might be but, a big boost for them. But maybe that's where we'll get them. I don't know. I want to win. I want to beat them so bad. Are they top of the league right now? No, they're second. Are they no, second? They don't, they're, they're, they're top of the league. Top God of damn league. It. Yep. Yeah, no, that'll be points. huge for us. That'll be a huge statement, even though it has no chance of bringing us any higher than fourth immediately because we're still four points behind Forge. Um, it will be a huge statement to beat the league, leaders, uh, the league leaders again, like we did when we beat Cavalry. They were the league leaders at the time. True, 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 true. And the other benefit to that would be if we could beat them, it would keep us above Halifax, who are definitely going to smash Vancouver. Yes, this suck. is true. This is true. This yeah. this playoff race is going to be so spicy, dude. Fourth, fifth, and sixth are all sitting on 25 points right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is also only seven points behind the league leaders. But also, I'm not going to completely count them out. Valor's sitting on 17, and if they have a few good games... I don't know, Suddenly dude. They're back I, in it. I, I, I think I think they they've made that seventh place spot theirs. I think they're moved. They're, they've unpacked their stuff. They've put all the clothes in the drawers. I think they've moved into seventh place. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see what happens with four, five, six. Oh my goodness. Okay, so yes, next okay. match we'll have a watch party like we do all the time at the GCP Ottawa's only temple for football. Four thirty p.m. Yeah. Sunday kickoff. Interesting time, probably because of the time difference. But you know, getting Lydia four thirty on a Sunday is nice, so nobody's complaining. Roof. Um, other things. August tenth is a deadline. I don't. I don't think we've actually plugged this. We plugged this on here once, but we should be plugging it more. August tenth. So two days from when you've heard this uh, is the deadline to sign up for the CCSG uh, English Premier League Fantasy League. Obviously, this isn't CPL related. CCSG EPL Fantasy League, twenty dollars entrance fee. It raises funds towards uh, tifos and banners and smokes and uh, like match day stuff, basically that we do because everything that all of our members do like comes out of their own pocket. Um, so it's nice to have a sort of a fundraiser. Um, there's forty nine people as of recording right now are currently in the fantasy league. Isn't that insane? Forty nine. That is. That is actually wild. And also, for those of you listening, uh, I believe one of the players is uh, Carl Howarth is Ooh, managing a team. There we go in this league. That's so spicy. If you want to? Yeah, it is. It's good, but it's good. Honestly, yeah. I think that's that's a lot of fun. Is we got you know players from the team actually participating in a fun kind of fantasy Premier League. Yeah. 
type dealy. Um, so if you want to come in third place or lower behind me and Johnny, uh, feel free to join. That's cool. <laughs> you also get to be in the group chat, which is great. Mm. Um, and what says yeah. is said in there stays in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's great. I, I'm going to actually, I hope that I, I wonder if Carl's going to be in the group chat. Now that would be spicy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be so good. He'd be like after the season ends. So we don't, he doesn't have to, you know, hear us talking about anything during the season. So we can just talk about how he's in never premier league. stuff. can talk shit about it. <laughs> Did you, I learned that recently. I'm pretty, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Carl Howarth is an Evertonian. So we can, uh, Absolutely oh abuse him for that. Why? Why? Uh, he's Who born would do there. That to themselves near there. Well, I mean, still, you gotta, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why would you do that? Um, hot stove to be. Listen, determined. man, I was, I was born, I was born on the East Coast. You don't see me supporting Halifax. Hey, there here. you go. Let's go. <laughs> hot stove at the moment is to be determined. I think it might be more of a game time for the time. I know Eddie's gonna miss the next few because he John's is getting host, yeah. married. Let's go. Eddie, getting married. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie. So John will be hosting the next few because he's a gem. Um, also, we would like to officially welcome Pigeon, who was Joey's new kitten as the first nice. C-Line member of CCSG. I guess he was the kitty that was meowing his head off in the back of the past couple of hot stoves ago. So <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll, love to, you'll love to hear it. Welcome as to we say. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, for when we play our next home game, W tickets live on our website. Oh, also the fantasy league. Um, I didn't even mention this. There's a button next to the W uh, ticket button is the fantasy yes. league button yeah. on the capital city supporters.com. So go click so do that it. for that. Um, also the W ticket is there live all season for do both. Go, and and do both. go do both of those things. Yes. Stay tuned for Patty Gibson's, uh, player rankings, articles, Ben Ralph with the forward press, Megan wiper with the footy one one series as always as new designs in the shop. Patty. What could we say? Crazy game. It was wild. It was wild. But uh, you know what? We, we pulled a point, and let's see what things look like heading out to Starlight this weekend. Yeah. Spirits are up. Almost a day. Not us. Okay.